Welcome to the Sleep Like a Boss podcast. If you're struggling with sleep and have tried everything that Google, your friends or Facebook groups have recommended and you're still struggling, stop looking for that one thing to fix your sleep. The human body is complex and one single supplement or lifestyle fix is likely not going to be the solution. Here on the Sleep Like a Boss podcast, we dig into all aspects of sleep for you and unravel the complexity. My name is Anika Carroll. I'm the new CEO of Sleep Like a Boss, and me and my team are here to end the epidemic of sleep deprivation. Let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Sleep Like a Boss podcast. And I have a wonderful guest today. I'm so happy to welcome Dion Thompson. Um, welcome to the show, Dion. Thank you. I am so very excited to be here today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Um, I'm going to introduce Dion to you. This is going to be a bit of a different conversation we're having today um, because we're going to talk a lot about mindset and a lot about stress management um, rather than the classical um, physiological impacts that we've been talking about lately that are linked to sleep. So I'm super excited for Dion to be here. And let me quickly introduce you to her before we start and dive into the details. So Dion is driven by a belief that every person can learn to embrace their true awesomeness. Dion is here to help busy women build the habit of putting their happiness first. As a self-proclaimed busy all the things woman, she spent decades checking um, things of society's how to be a good woman to-do list, um, believing that doing so would somehow make her happy. And it took four breakdowns to realize how wrong she was. Now she understands that we each have one purpose on this planet, and that is to flourish and enjoy life. When she isn't out encouraging women to go from hot mess to awesomeness, she spends much of her time with her family and close friends, enjoying nature, a good laugh, the freedom to be herself, and of course, her favorite foods, ice cream being at the top of the list. <laughs> Dion's superpowers are a love of learning, envisioning new ways to look at old problems, and having the loudest laugh in the room. And through her work as a coach, podcaster, storyteller, and artist, She inspires busy women to take ownership of their lives, empowers them to turn the volume down on the inner critic, and gets them excited to dive in and embrace their awesomeness. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and you know what? When I was reading that, and and we've talked before, like I've been on your show, and I love it. And um, and I was like, yeah, you're gonna come on the show because the topics are so important that you cover. But we have people who are like you know, she talks about awesomeness, living the life you enjoy. And mm -hmm. I can't even get a good night's rest. Like, how am I mm -hmm. supposed to be awesome? If my sleep sucks, and I don't have any energy, and I drag myself around all day. Right. And I'm, I'm very glad that you brought that up. Because I too, have I spent decades, decades in that. Um, it's not even a fog, it was a full on blackout. And just completely incapable of getting to any level of I'm enjoying life. I was surviving life. I was trying to square peg round hole everything, just trying to make whatever I was stuck in manageable. Mm -hmm. And uh, sleep was a huge, huge thing for me pre-kid and of course then post-kid because that's a whole other thing that adds layers of complexity to whether or not you're sleeping 
And so I can appreciate that knee jerk. Who the heck does she think she is coming in here talking about being awesome when I, I can't even keep my eyes open. So what I think is, is valuable to recognize is that it's a journey and I am what I believe this idea of awesomeness is this is a state. This is not a place. And so I have hot mess moments every single day and chaos is abounding everywhere. I'm a busy woman. I have a lot of things on the go. I have a, you know, a flourishing family. Like there is, it's a nonstop event over here. And what I truly sort of ground in is no matter what hot mess is happening around me, it does not determine my value and it does not negate the greatness I bring into every situation, no matter what that looks like. I'm not perfect. I do many things very imperfectly, but that doesn't change my value and my worth on this planet. And that's what I think awesomeness is all about. So I could be an exhausted, hot mess. Like when that we had the time change here, I slept for two hours and I got up, I'm like, I am, I don't, I, what I, I couldn't form sentences. I, you know, and I recognizing that, oh, well, I've been here before and this isn't my forever. This isn't my, because I, I, I recognized within myself, I have what it takes to move beyond this situation. So I don't, pro, don't propel the mindset of like, oh, here we go again. This is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to make this through. I'm, this is going to break. This is going to fall. This is, there's going to be problems everywhere. There were, don't get me wrong. Things did not move smoothly that day, but that again, it, it didn't take away from how awesome I am. It just was an external situation to deal with that. It was not my life. It just happened around in my life. And yeah. And I think that is so powerful. And it's something that we have discussions with clients a lot about and about values and mindset, but I, and I've been there too. Um, and, and you know, my story, but um, how, how is this, where does this come from? How, why are we like that? Why is mm. our brain doing this to us? And, and how do you now so almost effortlessly do it differently? Well, thank you for observing it to be effortless. It's not, it's just a different, it's, it's more about, I get to, than I have to. And so what I've come to understand, and you know, I'm a, I'm like, I'll geek out on any level of science and art and woo woo and whatever I can get my hands on. We as human beings live into the stories we tell about our lives. And even, you know, there's, you can go into the deep psychology and I might not get all the terminology, right. But there's that who we truly are, like the values driven core, authentic, beautiful, higher self, if you will. And then just outside of that is the persona we share with everybody else. And depending on how comfortable you are with vulnerability, or really more importantly, what beliefs you've brought into your world about what it means to be you. And so when we walk around every day going, okay, I'm a entrepreneur, I'm a mom, I'm a CEO, I'm a, you know, insert title here with each of those titles, those roles that we identify with who we believe we are comes a interesting set of criteria. And some of those criteria are ones that, you know, we have adopted or we sort of created like, yep, for me, mom means X, Y, Z. 
but most of it is stuff we've absorbed from the environments we find ourselves in. So if we have been in environments where I am a successful person means these are the things that you do. These are the objects you own. This is the behaviors that you operate in. And this is the way that you do life. And of course, those are different for each person because how we've then internalized those beliefs comes from our own emotional experiences, whether we self-identify as a man or a woman or non-binary, whatever that is, it then passes through all these lenses to become, this is what I believe a successful person looks like, or this is what I believe a successful mom is successful, again, whatever the role is, looks like. And then we spend all our time living up to those criteria. And living into them. Now I work a lot with the idea of the inner critic. So the negative self-talk and, and the, um, sort of this, what many of us think is a barrier to our success. Your inner critic is just a part of you that's protecting your narrative. So if your story is that I am the one who goes a hundred miles a minute, I'm going nonstop. I give everything that I have. And Inside of that, there's some unconscious beliefs that say something like, you know, I'll sleep later. I will sleep when I'm dead. I will, you know, it'll all come back around. I'll wait till the weekend. And your inner critic goes, oh, that's our story. This is who we are. Cool. I will protect that at all costs. Meaning every time you try to step out of that narrative, you run into self-sabotage. You run, if you try to be the person who relaxes, who takes time, who meditates, who breathes, who stretches in the middle of the day, you're going to feel uncomfortable because you're stepping outside of your own story. So how do you change that? How, what do you do? The key is to start to rewrite the story, but to do so, do so in a way that doesn't rile your inner critic into freaking out. So I think we've all gone through this. You're like, I am going to exercise seven times a week. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to drink all the water. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to call my friends. I'm going, I don't, whatever. And then you go to do those things and full stop. Like it's a full hell no. Yeah. It's like, it's like a complete overwhelm experience, right? Because anything that's big, you're in a critic goes, Oh no, no. Uh, I know what to do with this. And so the bigger, the thing, the more, um, sort of volatile, the response and your inner critic is brilliant because it's you like, let's not forget. So all your brilliance, it also has, and it also holds on to because it has this weird memory for every situation where you've ever felt less than not good enough, not worthy, powerless and unlovable. And so the more you try to step out of your, I am this story, the more it will throw those memories at you. And it's slightly tweaked, usually poisoned and skewed memories because memory is a fluid. We can have a whole podcast about the fluidity of memory, but it will throw these things at you. Like, yeah, I remember the last time you tried that. Look how much you suck. Like you can't do, you not able, blah, 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 crap, crap, crap. Now. So the, for me, the part of the, it's not even a trick. It's just part of the process. Like just to be practicing, believing new, new identity without making it grand action right away. So I am awesome. Okay. I practice saying that all the time and everything is always working out for me. And it doesn't have to be 
trite or meme worthy mantras, but something that you, I am the one who, I am the one who meditates regularly. That's not massive. And then the more that you adopt these new self identities, the more that becomes something your inner critic's going to protect, by the way. So then when you start to take these actions, it's like, oh, okay. Yep. That, that, yep. That's in line with who we are. Cool. And now this is, this is some deep stuff. And yet at the same time, it can be very simple. I remember when you were on my podcast, mm -hmm. we talked about the simplicity of breath work, yoga, and meditation. Wow. Game changers. And the same thing with affirmations and practicing self-love and practicing self-acceptance and practicing self-approval and, you know, practicing believing that you are worthy of the benefits of sleep, of movement, of, you know, self-reflection. And when you believe that you are worthy of these things, then that becomes who you are. I am the one who believes that I'm worthy. I am the one who is worthy. Then what you do becomes not, it's doesn't, it's not challenged by your inner critic because it, it yep, that checks the box because it matches the, I am worthy of the benefits of rest. I am worthy of peak performance and peak re and like sort of that deep relaxation. And so the, the awesomeness, it comes in tandem with action. It's not all mindset and then body work, because we both know that that's not how that works. You need to be working in tandem with believe a little, do a little, see a little evidence. Cool. Believe a little more, do a little more, see a little bit more evidence. Cool. Um, and it, because it also doesn't work the other way. If you are working on the body and working on the actions without believing that you're capable, worthy, um, deserving that at some point it, there's going to be a mismatch there. And the, the, the void, like that empty feeling that, that comes with that, that's actually the gap between your authentic self and the persona you're putting out into the world. So you're putting out this, I'm okay. I'm doing all the things I'm doing all the things, but it doesn't align with how I want to show up in the world. It doesn't align with what I value most. It doesn't align with that vision that maybe it's my younger self, my inner child, my higher self, whatever that's holding this vision of like walking in the forest or jumping out of a plane or doing something that's just for me. And that's another aspect. We're so conditioned to be selfless, less of yourself, if you'd like to reinterpret that word. And we vilify the word selfish. Now I get it in the dictionary, selfish is all bad. And it truly means that you do things for yourself that negates or harms others. But most of the people I come in contact with, you know, when you start to fill your cup and to the point of overflowing, I think we talked about that. It's not about what's in your cup. It's about what flows out of your cup. That like that selfish, I'm air quoting here, that selfish act, it's not selfish because it actually benefits every other person around you. So when you focus on flourishing, which is about increasing your positive emotions, positive self-talk, increasing positive engagement in acts that light you up, increasing positive relationships and positive communication, like really active listening and being present and mindfulness, and you engage in, in, um, in tapping in and acknowledging the meaning of you and your actions and what you do, and then looking at what it is that you love to do and are 
proud that you get to do them, all of a sudden everything shifts, like everything shifts. And so the, the wholeness that comes with these shifts in belief are really, you're, you're shoring up or you're closing the gap between your true authentic self and the, the person, the persona, the character you put out into the world. And, and this is so true. And it is, <laughs> and I think for people, cause, cause we haven't done that many talks about this in a while on the podcast, it's a lot to, like, to, to encompass, I think, because <laughs> people are like, oh my God. And is she like, what are they doing? Um, no. And I think it's exactly what you were describing is that combination of things. If, if you tie it to sleep, why are they talking about values? Because mm -hmm. it's like you said, we're self-sabotaging ourselves with our thoughts and it's not mm -hmm. even our fault. It's just how our body works. Our brain works to protect us, like to be yeah. in that comfort zone. Yes. And we, we do exactly that. Like how you were describing it with clients, this um, diving into what are your values? Do you mm -hmm. live by what's actually lighting you up what you stand for personally or have you been for instance in a corporate job for 15 years in a corporate culture that has started to form you maybe to a degree in a good way because it's become like a second family in your job but is that are those values the ones that you are living by or are there things that you kind of internally want to speak out about because they are not in line with mm -hmm. What you kind of, but you can't because you're in this structure, right? And I think it's, um, and that's nothing woo woo or anything like this. Is so, and I had to learn that because I'm all like the scientific kind of person, and I'm like, oh, I, I went that road. But if somebody, if my, when my coach asked me, what are your values at 41 years old, it took mm -hmm. me a while to do that exercise. And I had to actually look at a list of I'm like, what are they even like? How do you phrase that? Yeah. What's the, what, ah, um, yeah. and then I actually went on the internet and got a list of values and actually went through mm -hmm. and tick boxes. And I'm like, yeah, this is how I would word it. And this is what it means for me. And it's like, you're saying it's a life changing thing because you shift mm -hmm. your perspective on how you look at your life, almost from like an outside it is, they are the most powerful tool that we have. And they are the simplest. It's the first thing I do with clients. And sometimes I'm like, if I walked away now, you would be in good hands with this information. And the thing about understanding your values, another element is understanding what stage you are in life. Mm -hmm. And so we each go through an evolutionary process from birth to death. And we, it, it's not identical for each person, but the reality is the same. We go from, it's all about me to recognize in community to it's all about me to recognize in community and it deepens and it changes. And so for those of us who started out in the business world or the corporate world, or even um, an environment where we're really working with a lot of people in our twenties ish thirties, it felt really good. And because it aligned with how we operated at a, at a sort of a, the core level of it's all about the us and the, how am I part of this community? But there comes a time in each person's life where we look around and go, yeah, but what about me? And, and how am I being honored and, and my family potentially, or what it is that I have desires to do. And it's been labeled over time, the midlife crisis, mm -hmm. but truly it's about just a shift and sort of an evolutionary process. And so at those moments, it's key to go, okay, my values are, and these are the words that I gave them. 
but what did they mean for me today? And how do they show up? What is the evidence or the, what would it look like to live into these values in how I feel in this moment? So a values check-in, you know, quarterly, you know, biannually or every year at the very least to just be like, am I honoring the values that I espouse to in a way that really feels right for me in this moment? And what we'll acknowledge at that point is the patterns that we've been living inside of that are no, not actually no longer working for us. We have to live by habit. Your brain cannot function if it had to pay attention to everything going on in the world, which is why 90% of your day, you don't think about that. It just happens. And so doing a, like a, Hey, is this still working? Is this wait, this getting up at this time, doing this thing, eating that food is these conversations because not only that, 90% of the thoughts you think every day, you thought the day before and the day before and the day before. So that means that 90% of your conversations you've already had. And when you think about what, how do you get habits? It's by repetition. So now you've built habits of thought, behavior, action, communication, relationship, and no shock, you're going to get the same outcome over and over. So doing that values check-in is a really great opportunity to also do like a, what do I do all day? And is that really working for me? I think a lot of people ran into that uh, by accident when COVID pandemic hit because everybody's routines got rocked instantly. And you went, why do I do that? Why do I go there? Why do I talk to these people? Why do I do this work? And not everybody was ready for that. Not everybody was really open to that experience, but it will also lead into, oh, these behaviors are actually contributing to the fact that I can't sleep. So I'm all pissy that I can't sleep yet. I have been literally 90% of my day is actions that prevent sleep. Maybe I should look at that. And then why do I, is that, oh, values are driving those behaviors. Then patterns are like, I'm just living into this. So I believe, especially when it comes to sleep, or even movement, or what we choose to consume as fuel, often those patterns of behavior are not, the, the impact on those things aren't those things. So if you want to change your sleep, it's not just about your sleep. Like it's not about focusing on your sleep. It's really about focusing on everything else. You know, I, I'm an early riser. I get up at 4.30 in the morning and a lot of people will be like, oh, I want to do that. I'm like, but do you? Like, do you really? Because not everybody's in for it. Not everybody's meant to. And if you do want to get up at 4.30, it has less to do with going to bed earlier and more to do with what you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you think about going to bed and how you fill that time. So everything is woven together, but it's truly dependent upon who do you believe you are? How do you want to be operating in this world? And you're a grown up now. So what are you going to do about it? because you have all the power and you get to make decisions about what you believe and what's true for you. Yeah, I could chat with you all day. This, this is this is so powerful. And for people who've gone that path and have done that work um, and come out the other end, um, I think it, they know what it what that means more than somebody who hasn't done that. But we really want to encourage people to do that work, to mm -hmm. do that kind of status quo self-assessment of where they are and if it's working for them. Because like you said, it sabotages so many things in your life. 
and it does sabotage you for sure. Um, and your happiness and your awesomeness, right? It's just, mm -hmm. that's just um, unfortunately how it, how it is, but it is just such a powerful way to get out of your own way. Yeah. And, and I think one of the other crucial elements, and of course you offer this in your community is, um, I don't care how type A you are, you need people. We are humans on this planet meant to interact with other humans. We don't function in bubbles. We don't, I, I think the idea, I think Beyonce got it wrong. We're not all meant to be independent. We are truly meant to be interdependent. We're meant to be awesome and sharing awesomeness with other people and amplifying our sort of state of, uh, and our joy and our, our capacity to flourish. So in those areas where you are working towards making shifts, it's so imperative to tap into communities of people that you value and respect that are at different stages of doing this work as well so that you can learn. And also, we're also meant to be guides. So there's there's going to be people that you bring through, that you offer insights to because we each carry deep wisdom because of our personal experiences, even if we're not the experts or masters or gurus, that's a bunch of crap, but we we each carry beautiful pieces of information. So when you get into community and you're talking about these things and you're learning together, that's where the magic happens because perspective shift is extremely powerful. I'm a, yes, I'm a coach and that's kind of my job. I offered perspective shifts because I believe everybody has an uh, internal wisdom and brilliance. And sometimes they just need to see things from another angle in order to go, Oh, right. There's the thing. Yes. I'm, I, that makes sense to me. It aligns with how I feel. And yes, I can see that. I can see myself moving forward. And so um, tapping into whether it's a system or it's a, um, a group or whatever feels right for you, you like you want to be online, you want to be face-to-face, -face, whatever, find the thing that makes sense and, um, and like, and, and, and soak it all in because you're worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Dion. This was such a great chat. This is so, so, so important. And I just love talking to you. Um, <laughs> if people want to dive in more. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> yay. You should, definitely. And yes. Dion, where can they find you? Just, I'll let you. Absolutely. So of course, um, I have a website. It's DionThompson.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me at Dion Thompson coaching. I too, like many have a values assessment that I'm happy to share. And like what Annika said, it, it does include a long list for those that need that. But what I think is really valuable is it helps you to identify uh, what matters most to you through multiple perspectives, through thinking about joy, but sometimes also thinking about when things feel wrong. And that's usually a good indicator that your values are not an alignment. And so uh, love to explore that with people. And I, I would do pretty much anything to chat with someone to remind them of how awesome I believe that they are. Uh, so by all means, let's get in touch and have a chat. And you do have a wonderful podcast as well. I do. I do. Uh, so the hot mess to awesomeness podcast is to help people to put be bleep and happy at the top of their to-do list. And to remind us all that it does not matter what's happening outside of us. We still have all that control on the inside and we are awesome every single day. We are. And mm -hmm. go check that podcast out as the hot mess to awesomeness podcast. It is absolutely fantastic. You've had amazing guests on there. I love <laughs> listening to it. So thank you so much for 
being with us. And uh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we're going to wish you a wonderful night and hope to hear and see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sleep Like a Boss podcast with me, Anika Carroll. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. We also invite you to play the game of sleep with us, if you haven't done so, at sleeplikeaboss.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And until next time, and to a good night's sleep.